Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a fun show for you guys today. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody for tuning in before we get started. Let's introduce everyone, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. I am freezing in the studio. That's nice. Every other time we're sweating balls off so that's not nice we're not using vulgar words anymore that's we're not vulgar. Be a, no i want to be a class show now i'm going to be sophist- nobody will tune in I'm, that's too bad <clears throat> i'm going to be sophisticated and elegant and chic and wonderful and well-spoken i'm going to enunciate 
I'm not going to use my New York Brooklyn accent any longer. Okay. So we want to say hi to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. You're freezing. I'm kind of a little moist, a little sweaty. Oh, it's so cold. It's cold in Palm Springs now. It was 64 last night. Today is a high of 78. And he's got the air conditioning in the studio down to zero. Jimmy likes Um, it cold. I'm freezing. I'm really cold. I mean, I have Bermuda shorts on. I should have wore fur. You know, my fur coat. <laughs> I really mean it's good. Affecting my throat. That's still hot here in uh, down down here in South Florida, West Palm Beach. We have it's an, still we have hot ex- here too. No, He's it's lying. Not. It's not going to be it, seventy-eight. It's probably going to be ninety or Jimmy, something. Jimmy, you're out of your mind. Why do you say at things nighttime? That true? At nighttime, it gets you cold. You go outside the now. It's, the humidity this morning was eight. Eight degrees, but it's still nice. like ninety degrees. No, it's not ninety. It's in the eighties today. Don't you read? Look at the weather. Okay, report. well that's not seventy-eight. Eight, a high of eighty-two, they said, and that'll be by three o'clock in the afternoon. Does Jimmy go outside? But, yeah, I go outside go only out. at night. Oh, no, I only go out at night. Okay. Oops, you made me curse. So you get me so aggravated. <laughs> I only go out at night. I don't go out in the daytime. It's too hot. Like he makes vampire. me say bad words. It's hot. He was born in Florida. His mother and right. father were so cheap, they didn't have air conditioning. Could you imagine growing up in Florida without air conditioning? Swamp and they cooler. lived in Palm Beach <laughs> on the island. I oh, mean, that's like rich people. Right. And they could, they didn't put air conditioning. What kind no, of, they didn't use air conditioning. So that's what's wrong what with you. What did you use? A swamp cooler? No, we had like an attic fan. Could oh, you believe that? Oh, God, blows hot air. <laughs> And Pops, well, that's why his mother died and left five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> they saved the money on power. <laughs> she was cheap. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was so hot, and like the attic fan would like pull stuff heat. in the windows through the screens, and you'd look on the screens, and there'd be like roaches and bugs and all kinds of stuff hanging on the screens where they got sucked in from the wind. It was terrible. You must have been the class family on Palm Beach. <laughs> anyway, we got a chat room full of people. What's up, chat room? I see Eileen Shapiro is in there. Hi, hi. Dave Hughes from the UK is yeah. in there. Right, before you go any further, Eileen, are you coming November 5th? Let us know now. Mm. Uh, we also have uh, Dave. See, I Dave said Dave Hughes and uh, Illy Rose from Estonia. And B. Claudie from Germany. B. Claudie sent me a beautiful birthday present, everybody. It was a Haribo gummy bear uh, stuffed teddy bear and gummy bears and his cute little case and napkins. It was fabulous. Thank you so much. Yeah, but next, I also want to give. Wait, wait, wait. Next time you send gum, gummy bears, send the kind that gets you high. You know. I mean, these were like regular. <laughs> I saw a bag full of gummy bears. I got so excited, I started throwing them down my she face. Send pot gummy bears, and <laughs> well, that's terrible. Anyway, for you. Jimmy said. They don't have any pot in them. Those gummy bears are the real. And they're kind. mine. And they're for me. Uh, but I, I ate a few. I didn't care for them. To tell you the truth. Germany, you must learn. To no, that's to make... the gummy bears capital of the world is Germany. Well, they, these really? I like. I, I like, love them. I like the New York kind. They make in the cellar. Anyway, B, you're so <laughs> sweet. I love you to death. Thank you so nice. so much. It was Me such too. a sweet gift. But next time, inject a little marijuana. No, don't. Me. Yes, it's good. It's good for you. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to Tristan. I don't know if he's in the chat room or not, but Tristan sent me a beautiful birthday present. It was like one of a kind artwork done by um, the lady from the Nearly Deads, and it's all one of a kind. There's four pictures. They're great with lyrics and everything for Nearly Dead songs. I really appreciate it. So two very thoughtful gifts, you guys. I had a great birthday, so thank you very much. Ta-da! Ta-da! And it was a nice anniversary also. Jimmy and I went down to the Tesla showroom, and we picked out a blue Tesla that you have to build. All right? Mm -hmm. 
that's like years ago. You know, you went in and you bought parts. Now you want an engine, it costs this much. You want windows, it costs that much. You want wheels, it costs this much. Not quite that bad, well, but it is that's the right point, though. Anyway, you have to wait many weeks because there's a waiting list of everybody. These are custom-made cars in San Francisco. So they don't build them until you order them, which is bullshit. Oh, I hate to use those words. I'm not ever using vulgarity again. It's so common. Yes. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. We're getting a blue one. But first, I want to put the uh, things on the roof. This, what is it called? Solar panels. Solar panels. So the electrician can hook it up to the garage so we could plug our car in every night. So now what happens? Tesla tells me that they have a plug that an electrician can tap into your air conditioning uh, electricity. So we don't have to wait for the solar panels. So now we are going to order and re and build our Tesla automobile. The reason that we like it so much is because there's no gasoline at all. It's totally electric, and it gives us 300 miles. So L.A. and back is 200 miles, and that's where we go all the time. Now, we were spending anywhere from 500 to $750 a month in gasoline to feed the eight-cylinder Jeep that consumes like, like a dinosaur. And it was a lot of money. So I said to Jimmy, yes, the Tesla is outrageously expensive. But if you put the money that you were spending in gasoline towards a car payment, it comes out the same amount of money a month. But at least you're buying a car and not making the Arabs any richer so they can make better bombs to blow up Israel. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Anyway, we're looking at a blue Tesla. And, I, and it looks like it, it, it might be a real, real doable thing, and it's a beautiful car. Well, Ron loves it. Plus, you get twelve thousand dollars write-off. It's an incentive for buying electric for you know not yeah, using, off your taxes, not using fossil fuel. So Jimmy can take twelve thousand five hundred dollars off his taxes. I don't earn any money, so I'm just poor. <laughs> you know. And I don't qualify for welfare because my social security check is $200 too much. So I just live in total poverty. You know, Jimmy eats and then whatever scraps are left, oh, I yeah, eat. Right. And I wear Yeah, because you look like you're starving. Right? Shut up, you evil thing. I wear all his old torn hand-me-downs. I wear his underwear that with the holes oh, in it, yeah, my, right. my wang falls through the underwear and goes down on my knee. Yeah, right. That's funny, though. Chad, are you doing anything for Halloween? I don't think so. Probably just ignoring the door. Oh, yeah. Actually, what? it's a Wednesday, and you usually work on Wednesdays. Oh, that's true. I'll be working. There you go. And my daughter, Deirdre, is going to join us Halloween as a witch, because she is a witch. And that's, that's going to nice. be fun. So everybody out there who likes Deirdre and is wondering what has ever happened to her, she's coming on next Wednesday, and she'll tell you all about it. Yay! She hasn't been on in a while. But, no, in two Wednesdays, not next Wednesday. Oh, two Wednesdays is Halloween. What do I know? I, I live in a coma state. You know. Next week, true. though, we have some awesome guests, you guys. We have Sean Whalen from The People Under the Stairs, and he's on NBC Superstore now. And we have uh, uh, Lisa Wilcox from... Uh, how about from, Eddie uh, Fisher's daughter? Uh, hang on, I didn't get there. We have Lisa Wilcox coming on from the... Uh, what's the guy with the nails? Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street Films. And so that's great. Two horror, great icons. And, and then we Connie have Francis is Eddie Fisher's daughter. daughter. Jolie, Jolie. Jolie Fisher is coming Jolie on Fisher, yeah. to talk about her new book. 
that tells all. So it sounds like exciting. And, you know, I'll get all the dishy dirt out of her. So we're going to have I'm a, good at that. We're going to have a very star packed show next week. Right. And this week, to, in, a, in a few minutes, I got to tell you, folks, I have been waiting all week. The screwiest nut job on the planet Earth besides me is our next guest. I love her. I enjoy her. I laugh from her. She's totally out there somewhere. I mean, she's and she's a genius because she's a scientist and she's a like rock a star and a rock star. I mean, she's just probably the most accomplished woman in the world. And I cannot wait for her to come on because she's just crazy as a loon. But I love crazies. Absolutely. It's Olga Perry from Revolution, everybody. She's so funny. She's coming on in like five minutes, so oh, we're going to get her she coming riot. on. she a riot? Don't go away, folks. Sit around and, you know, like either get pampers or put some toweling underneath your butt when you sit down so you don't pee all over your sofas and chairs because she makes you pee. She's so funny. Absolutely. And Friday night we went to a fabulous event. You going to tell everybody about the event? I forgot what it was. What was it? We went to Kiki Epson. Oh, my God. How can I forget that? <laughs> I'm I'm really tired. You know, I don't sleep well at night because I have a problem. I urinate like 10 times a night and I'm up and down, up and down, up and down peeing, which happens to people my age. And you don't get much sleep. And a doctor said to me that Alzheimer's is not really what all old people get. It's called lack of sleep. If you don't go into your REM or something, I don't know what he said. But anyway, you have to go into a something in order for the brain to really relax. So that's why I'm a little dizzy all the time. But anyway, you must go see this wonderful one-woman musical show. It's Kiki Epson, and the show is titled With Love to Dad. And she does a one-woman... tribute to Buddy Epson. A tribute to Buddy Epson. I never use the whole title. It's too long. I know, but nobody knows who she is otherwise. Well, people know who she is that are in the inn. Anyway, it's song, a little bit of dance, a great story. A lot of photography of dad's pictures all over the place. They keep switching from his youth to his old. The story goes from how it started to how it ended, that he was a scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz and then the Tin Man. And why couldn't he be the Tin Man? Because he was poisoned by the silver paint. I mean, it's an interesting story. The songs are beautiful, but... Beautiful. What I walked away with, and I must have it, and when I have it, I'm playing it for us, is Moon River. It's an okay song, you know, Moon River, da-da-da-da, let's go to sleep as we sing it. It's a boring little song. Well, Kiki, who is a musical director, and she worked for Chicago and what other group? whole bunch of groups, uh, I mean, Buzz, Gags, All Chicago. the big rock groups yeah. in the world. So she's a musical director. She rewrote or, re- or changed Moon River into the most incredible like sound haunting and ethereal oh my god i was fascinated by it i must own it and then we will play it but go see it it's a really enjoyable show i recommend it highly the music is from the 1930s and 40s and she sings the song so beautifully it's staged well um it's just a very very beautiful show and you leave it feeling really good about yourself that you enjoyed her and i love kiki as a person she's a friend and she's a sweetie pie but i'm not saying that her show is great because she's a friend because if she if the show wasn't good i probably would have said to jimmy let's not discuss it because i hate to say bad things about friends no it's a very good but show i love to say and if you guys want to know where else it's going to be playing you can follow her on twitter she's at kiki epson k-i-k-i-e-b-s-e-n and while we were there we also well ron already knew her i had never met her it was a thrilling to meet 
um, Lee Merriweather, you guys, yep. who was Barnaby Jones's sidekick uh, in all the Barnaby Jones shows, and she was also in a ton, a ton of things, and she was Catwoman in the Batman movie. And the last time I saw Lee was about uh, 10, 11 years ago, and now listen to this for name dropping. We were at the convention center in Palm Springs, the picture signing event, and I was with Jane Russell at her table. Next to me was Tony Curtis. And Lee Merriweather came by with Adam West from uh, Batman, and we all hooked up and went to a party, and we had a ball, the best time with those crazy people. Uh, Jane was her funny self, sarcastic and dry humor. Lee Merriweather, every bit the lady and the charming woman. Adam West, you know, he's you had to get him at the right time. He sometimes had a personality, sometimes he was a jerk, but I, I didn't care for him much. But anyway, um, it was a fun evening. So we talked about it, Lee and I, and it was just nice to reminisce about the old days. She's still go. gorgeous, by the way. She's as beautiful now as she ever was. Fantastically at eight, at beautiful. At 84 years old, I mean, she could be a model. She's just breathtakingly beautiful and a personality that goes with B it. B said she was in Time Tunnel. She was gorgeous, B, too. If you would have met her, you would have loved her. Yeah. She, and she was so nice. She's a sweetie. She always was. I spent a lot of time with her uh, years ago, and I always liked Lee. That's why I made it. I went over to She was sitting in the middle seat, and I went over to hold her hand and say hi, and I tripped, and I fell everybody's lap and my hand went right down to the crotch of the man that was sitting there and I said oh excuse me and then I made a joke I said but I feel sorry for you and they all went hysterical laughing because I went my hand went on his we got throat. it we got it <laughs> well in case you didn't get it it was not intentional by the way it's just that I fell tripped over and I fell into Lee's lap in this man's lap sure we had a great time, yeah, sure. though. It was well, a lot of fun. Well, you had to see the guy. Trust me. I mean, oh, okay. He was young and cute, maybe, but no, mm, no not at all. Okay. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. We're going to get ready to call our first guest. And while we're doing that, Chad, I, I want to play the art show video. All right. So, everybody, Olga Perry, she's the keyboardist for Revolution. She's all kinds of wonderful things. She's been on the show several times, and um, she's promoting her art now, which is can be seen at StudioOlga.com. And uh, she has a little video of an art show she did that we're going to play for everybody while we're getting on the line. So if you're watching by hitting the ITV button at the top of the screen and watching us, you can uh, see the art show now. Enjoy while we get her on the line. Different hat. 
so much for making such good food. Fellas, there you go. But it takes like four or five hours. There you go, fellas. All right, everybody. So that was Olga Perry's art show. You can check out her art at www.studioolga.com. Now, no, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Yes. Hello. hello. Okay. Ron. There we go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous Olga Perry and her husband with the hair. No, from Revolution. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> Did you guys move the uh, move the show to Anchorage? Mm-hmm. Not yet. Chilly. Oh no, Ron's cold. Oh. No, the, the studio <laughs> is freezing. Oh. So I, I have on this faux, faux mink fur. It's not real. It's faux. It's, <laughs> it's I would, faux mink. I would never wear an animal, but it's faux mink because I'm freezing my my cullones off. He's got it so cold. It's and not humid. cold. It's not Jimmy, even cold at I'm, all. Jimmy, I am so cold that my testicles, are fr- they could break. All right. Well, anyway, you guys say hi to Ron. So now say hi to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Chad. Hey, Hello, Chad. Hey, gang. Welcome back. Good to have you again. And I never had a chance to say hi. Okay, say hi. But hi, guys. I (laughs) waited a whole week for you guys to come on. And I kept saying to Jimmy, I love her. She's funny. You're okay. The (laughs) the husband's a good musician. He's all right. But let's not carry on about him. But her. She makes me urinate myself. myself. (laughs) So we have a chat room. Funniest lady. Hey, listen. Wait, wait, wait. wait, shut up a minute. Eileen is coming to visit us. She's uh, coming to visit them, and then she's yeah, going to see us. And then, are you coming down to see us too? Sure. Yes, for sure. Yes, absolutely. So come with Eileen to Palm Springs. I'll have a big dinner party for you. Yeah, we'll drive her down. Great, absolutely. It's a beautiful drive. She'll freak out. Anyway, we don't, want don't take the freeway. Take the you know the the the, the, the ocean road. A little longer, but very scenic. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, Highway One. Yeah. Highway One is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So we also uh, want to wish everybody and say hi to everybody in the chat room. We have every country represented, except for Russia, of course. <laughs> I'm illegal in Russia. No. <laughs> well, they could, they cut. They you. could be there, but who knows? No, but. no, Russia cut her show off. I know they. So are. they're certainly not going to allow uh-huh. this show. <laughs> Which is too bad. So, how have you been, you guys? We haven't had you on in a little while. How's everything going? Life good. Yes, uh, he's preparing the uh, next uh, CD. We're gonna publish it when? Couple weeks? Three weeks? Uh, probably. yeah, Little Red Dolls will probably be a couple weeks. Yeah, like and uh, that's we- the Revolution CD, everybody, because we right. gotta make sure everybody who's tuning in now knows what we're talking about. Uh, uh, Olga, who also has another name when she's in Revolution, <laughs> and no, are part of Revolution, one of the coolest psych bands in the world, and they're gonna have new music coming out, and then Olga. Is also super multi-talented from Russia, like a band podcaster, radio host from Sci- Russia, a scientist, <laughs> a, she's, scientist she's a, a doctor, scientist. a comedian. She's got got uh, she's got and 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 I forgot the most important one: super fabulous artist. Everybody, Woo, um, really Olga good. Perry is a phenomenal artist. She does all kinds of different mediums. Actually, tell us what kind of mediums do you do? I know you do painting, Boy, you do sculptures. Olga was the inventor and the creator of water bags that you put in your boobs. Wow. And yeah, and Eileen was the first one that she put them in, but she just <laughs> forgot to turn the water <laughs> off and the bags got so gigantic. So she had to put them in Eileen, you know. 
So there you go, right? I Eileen's watching. She must be hysterical. Anyway, go, Alka, go, 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 girl. Yes, tell us. Okay, so you go to studioolga.com, first of all, you guys. Tell us, though, what are all the mediums you do? I was doing sculptures for a few years. It, it went very good. Um, then uh, painting, video editing, video production, music. And um, we probably will write a book with Eileen because uh, she has yes. a good language. I have a good story. But my... Uh, I have a very good Russian, but it's going to be English book. So she's going to be my writer. We're going to get together and write a book. Not like a biography book, Olga this, Olga that. I want to write down very psychedelic, very whimsical stuff. Not just, I born there, I die there. It's just... You should also do a coffee table book of all your paintings. Yeah. It's going to be a combination. Combination. It's okay. Uh, illustrated with my own paintings because uh, that's what uh, uh, I want. I want a illustrated book with my own illustration. Well, you're in good hands because Eileen certainly can do a good job. That I know. Yeah. I've, re I've read Eileen's books. Except for Billy Hess says you're, you're wrong because Eileen's boobs are real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Listen, if anybody, <laughs> hey, Billy Hess, if anybody knows those knockers are real, it's me. She said to me, I'll show you my boobs if you show me your dick. So I said, fine. I showed her my dick. She showed me her boobs. And that was fine. I mean, that's what friends do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a present for Jimmy. When we come to see you, I have an apron, like an apron for a kid uh -huh. with real boobs. <laughs> four. So Jimmy, get ready. There we go. I'm ready. <laughs> as long as as long as it's pink, he'll be happy. Make well, it pink. We are very flesh color, and we oh, look good. Like skin. It's just an apron. <laughs> good, good. I love pink. You know, it's Jimmy's fun. in a movie I'm in, and he's play. I play a bad cowboy uh, dressed in black who kills the sheriff. It's a comedy spoof on Blazing Saddles, and Jimmy is my Asian concubine. So, so he could wear that apron in the movie. <laughs> the hysterical. I the uh, tape. Yes. Yes, I cannot wait to film this because I order him around and he's got to be like a like a. I don't. Slave. I'm not even going to talk. I'm not having any words no, in the no whole lines. thing. All I do is hop hop around like in my little Chinese dress. And then, and then when I dress. when I kill the sheriff, he cleans up the blood or something. It's going to be a very funny film. I think we're shooting. When are we shooting that? I think like February. February, and then we're, I'm doing a film. Well, I think we're not going to talk about me. We're talking about you. Go. <laughs> no. So tell full, uh, full or short. I uh, know a full, a feature length film. Yeah. A feature length film. But I must plug the film I'm in now. I'm shooting a film in a couple of weeks out in Las Vegas. And that film, oh, what is it called? Clown Highway or something? That's another spoof camp comedy on these killer clown movies. And that one's good because I play a preacher in Las Vegas marrying people who's a bit off the wall. So it's going to be fun. <clears throat> I had to plug that one because that one we're doing with Sadie Katz. You got to, like, love it. We'll and, invite uh, people. When we know you guys are coming, we'll, and Colin, we'll find some what's cool Colin's people to first come. Name? We'll come. Colin what's Min. His name is Collins. Min Collins. Min Collins is the uh, director and the producer. And he's a great guy, Min Collins. Absolutely. We've been having a lot of fun living here. It's a lot of fun living in California. Uh, well, you guys are like someplace near San Francisco on an island someplace, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
Are there other people that live on the island, or do you have the whole island? The island is empty. We have about four or five houses only, about two miles range. We don't have neighbors. Nice. That's nice. Wild, wild animals, wild birds, and nothing. Just a Peacock. house. Peacocks. Lots of wild peacocks. Yeah. Oh, awesome. my God. How cool is that? Oh, Palm Springs, we have a lot of big cocks. Oh. <laughs> Gay big cock, gay big cocks. We have yeah, peacocks. We have gay big cocks. <laughs> Listen, when Jimmy and I, Jimmy, we're gonna make a drive up to San Francisco. You know, as one of our holidays, we're gonna stop by and say yes. hi. Yes. So we'll yes. see all your cocks, and then when you come to Palm Springs, we'll show you our cocks. Yeah, you guys okay. come, and I will uh, cook your Russian uh, dinner. There you go. Okay, good. Is it yeah. good Russian food? I don't think I've ever eaten. I don't like borscht. <laughs> that cold <laughs> shit, I don't care for. <laughs> No Bush. Uh, it's gonna be a, a Russian dinner. We will go for a. We have a private walk about five six miles. No okay. people. Oh wow! No. That's for me because I hike. He likes that. And I need to walk again because I'm gaining weight here. Yeah, it's yeah. on the river. Pretty beautiful. Mm -hmm. Jimmy is in a, is crazy about Jeopardy. So every night we watch Jeopardy in bed while we are eating dinner. And the worst thing you could ever do is to eat dinner in bed and go to sleep. Yes. Because that turns to fat. Yeah, because we don't exercise. So that's why I'm hiking again, and I'd love I to I like Jeopardy, but I only get about 10% of the answers. <laughs> yeah, but Alga could I get bet them she'd all. get them all. Oh, please, Alga, you should go on Jeopardy. You'd win <clears throat> millions. Yeah, you should go on Jeopardy. You should really try out for it. You're so smart. You would get every everything. You'd make all the money. And then I know all the pop culture. Like if it's about movies or music or musicians and stuff, I know all of that. But but the, like half the questions are like science and history and geography, sure. and I don't know any of and that. If they, if they only had movie vintage, I could win millions. Also, because <laughs> that's my thing. But they ask questions that I say to Jimmy. What are they saying? Like I don't even understand the question. <laughs> you know. In what year? In what year did President Omoshumo shoot his Akachika, and they went up to Mount Tsupa Tsupa? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we can go together, Jimmy. You will take the movie part because uh, this is uh, where I'm blank, and I will stay behind you. You will tell everybody. You hire a Russian uh, bodyguard. There you so go. Ask you any scientific, chemical, engineering, anything. I'll just. Absolutely, I'll like take it. So, <laughs> so are you an engineer too? Yeah, uh, I I'm a chemical engineer. It's my uh, dynasty. My father, my mother, everybody in my family are chemical engineers. So I didn't have a choice when I was born. I was born. They gonna, they told me I'm gonna be chemical engineer. I said, all right. <laughs> oh my God! How old were you when they first told you you were gonna be a chemical engineer? About five years old, and my father uh, taught me read when I was about two, three years old. He bought me all kind of encyclopedias and uh, dictionaries. So when I had nothing to read, I was reading encyclopedia and dictionary. It oh, my God. And then um, my father was tutoring me since day one, chemistry math, chemistry math, chemistry math. I was so good in this, not because... I'm like super smart, but because my dad was teaching me the basics, so it, I thought this is my talent just because he was tutoring me through school. Oh my God. See, I love math, so I was good in math all the way through, but when I was five years old, I wanted my sister's toe shoes from her ballet class. Big fat. <laughs> He was such a sissy girl. I would never have been pitch. thinking career. Like, I was like sissy. starting to play tennis and I wanted ballet shoes. 
And that was it. Like, I would never be thinking, at five years old, you're not thinking engineering. You're not thinking anything. My father wanted me to be a draftsman. And I sat down trying to do draftsmen, and I would make curls and curves and waves. I couldn't draw straight lines. My body wouldn't allow it. I'm a good painter, by the way, and I like to do, you know, everything is wonderful and it moves. But as a little boy, I was Flash Gordon in a rocket ship. I was a cowboy. I was never in a oh toe God. shoes. When I, I was, was never. When I was five, I had my favorite book, and it was called I Wish That I Had Duck Feet. And it's a story about this kid who he wished he had duck feet, and then he wished he had an elephant trunk, and then he wished he had you know, all these different things. And a I big, used to read it dick, over and over. Dick, they didn't do big, that. They didn't have a when I you're five, they don't, <laughs> no, they don't do that when you're five. Oh. <laughs> no, as a little boy, I never played. I played with boy shit. Trucks, I loved airplanes. Wait a sec, though, though, I had Jeeps. Little, you know, it was wartime, so I used to have Jeeps. I used to kill the Japanese and the Germans with my war Actually, stories. though, because though, no, like, you're also like super... Uh, scientifically inclined, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going to say something, and Olga, please don't be offended, but you definitely have alien heritage. There's no question about it. When the aliens came here a couple of million years ago, Earth was here, and they decided to make some of the people super smart so that they could, you could bring what they, their knowledge to, to today, today, and I, oh, I really seriously feel that you have alien blood in you. Well, are you, are you type? Are you, are you? What is it? Uh, that type of blood? That's all the alien people, by the way, have that blood uh, factor. Uh, what, what is it? Oh, O positive. O positive. Are you O positive? <laughs> there you go. Uh, I didn't give blood to all of you, including my husband. And uh, I'm on my own. If something happened to me, <laughs> you know why? Uh, it's not the alien because uh, Ron, if you would uh, born in Russia, they gonna squish your brain in a in a like um, prison manner. They gonna stop you with all the science. It doesn't matter you want it or not. They just gonna keep you in school until you learn it. That's it. It was like a Ten years of prison time. It, it's it's not like in America. You can go to school and choose what you like. Like my husband uh, finished high school learning um, uh, what? Um, not much. Singing, um, sport, <laughs> and, uh, sports. Singing and maybe what else? Nothing else. But in in our schools, you're gonna stay in the same year until you pass. Oh, so they, okay, yeah, they, here they just pass you whether you learn anything or not. <laughs> well, I, I left high school at 16 because they didn't want me there anymore. I was uncontrollable. Um, I, my mother was an actress. My father was a set designer. My sister married a movie producer. So my family was all theater, theater, theater. And that's all I knew. So I left school to uh, be an actor. Because I had no intention of ever using spelling or math. It just doesn't spelling. exist. You know, why spell? Why do, you have, why do I have to write anything or, or figure any figures out? When, I mean, history I liked because it was part of theater. If I had to play Abraham Lincoln, I have to know about the character. But that's it. I, I went and I got all the high school plays and I was a star most of the time in all the productions. That was my education. So I really don't spell well. And I failed general math many times. Oh my I still God, would. I love math. No, I can't. I mean, if you said to me now, what's 28, 32, and 16? I, I, Hang on, though. In the, chat room, no they, in the chat room, since we all talked about what we read when we were five, they want to know what No read when he was five. 
How could he read? He can't see through that hair. <laughs> I read this long book about these Navy guys who were out there banging girls, sailing around the world, and I thought, that's for me. <laughs> a long book. I to read before a I long book. book. So I, w- I would get stuff wrong sometimes. I still do that. You know, I'll skip things, but... But he said a long book about sailor guys who are banging girls all over the world. No, I know that, but, but a, a long book. You know, nobody refers to a book as long, you know. Well, it was like 400 pages. It's a, lo- a long book. Yeah, that is long, though, 400 pages. That's long when you're old and more, more or less five. Yeah, I guess. Wait, what kind of cartoons? Did they have, like, cartoons and kid shows in, in, in Russia? Like, I used to love H.R. Puffin stuff. Oh, yeah, we have uh, very good uh, animations, my favorite animations. Just about five years old, we put um, a, a story about uh, musicians who driving uh, all over the world. And uh, the band was a guy with long hair and guitar, the donkey, the dog, the cat. And we <laughs> saved the princess from a castle and she ran away with a guy with long hair and guitar. <laughs> I was looking for him in real life for 40 years. There you go, and then you found him. That's so cute. That was my first inspiration. The band, long hair, guitar, and crazy. Wait. <laughs> crazy makes the world go round. If you're not crazy, you're boring, and who the hell wants to be boring? I mean, where'd you get the hairdo from? Huh? I mean, the hairdo. I can't see him anymore. He's gone away. Your husband. Oh, well, I've got this gay hairdresser that told me I'm, I just have to look like this. You know, when, when, when you come to our house, you're going to meet our dog, Brandy. Uh-huh. Okay. And you look just like Brandy. She has long hair like you all over her face. <laughs> and she looks like a <laughs> dust mop. Great. <laughs> Where did you meet her? You, I'm going to take a picture of you and Brandy and well, say brother and sister. What does your shirt say? Smoking Martha, great band from Australia. Okay. Oh. I like your jacket, by the way. Where'd you get Isn't that? Isn't that nice? Yeah, um, my wife just jacket. bought this for me we in just San Francisco. San Francisco. We just bought it. Cotton. Nice. It's I like it. I would, I would wear that in a minute. Yeah, I'd wear that one, too, yeah, actually. We like, you know, bright, wild clothes. It looks like something I would have actually So, made. Olga, tell me things that's going on in your life. What, have you fi- what do you think of Donald Trump? What do you think of what the world is all about? You know, guys, um, when you're moving from country to country in... Like before I moved here, I thought, okay, Russia is corrupted and presidents are like, uh, I moved here. I thought America is so great and free. And then after a few years, I realized it's the same shit. (laughs) (laughs) You you move from country to country and you see the same crap everywhere. Then you realize the whole world is corrupted. And it's better, it's like a huge egregor which sucks energy from you because it's a show. We put out the show, Trump is a big uh, wah, wah, wah. Who cares? I realized you just have to live your life happily, do what you like, and get it. It's a show, it's a show. It's a big show. And people living, they put their heads in TV and they forgot uh, where we live. They forgot what life is beautiful. It's not about Trump. It's not about hatred or wall or anything. There is another life, and it's a good life. Good people, funny, happy, you know? Absolutely. All what they show us, it's so, for me as a foreigner, I'm like, oh, my God. 
No, I feel the same way. America will go on with or without Trump the same. So, you know, ficat satoi, as we say in Italian, do your own thing. Uh, I enjoy life and I don't let politics or the corruption of this country get me because it's been corrupt since I was born. And every president, I've I've lived to about six or seven presidents in my life, and they were all shit. More than that. More than that? <clears throat> Don't yeah. get smart, boys. Because <laughs> I've probably lived through six or seven. I, I was born when Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president during the invasion of Pearl Harbor, the, uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. That's when I was born, 1940. Um, so I think I've, Pearl Harbor was 1942. Well... <laughs> No, 41, I think. I'm not sure. I don't even know. I'm not good at history. De- December <laughs> yeah. something. De- in December. Yes, December. I don't remember. What did, you, what did he say no? What did you say no? 7th, 1941. 1941, okay. I was one years old. What do I remember? But um, So wait, Olga, <laughs> being, being that both of you guys are really intelligent and you're both rock stars, like what kind of television? Do you watch television? And if you do, what kind of shows do you actually watch? We don't have a TV. Oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> That's why they're smart. Right. We got rid of TV seven years ago, disconnected cable, threw it away, and uh, that was it for me. Before that, I was attached to Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime. I watched through all the best shows. And then, and then two years ago, I took extensive classes on video production, like editing, uh, script writing, everything. And um, TV lost magic for me. I don't go watch the movie because when I watch movies now, I'm just wondering how did they do that or this? Yes. You know that's what, what I mean? I, that's what I do. We look at that a lot too since we're in the I industry I look at the too. camera. I look at the ch- the editing. I look at the set, the lighting, how many different cameras they use because the texture is different. I mean, it's really boring when I do that. So Illy from Estonia wrote that she thinks she knows the cartoon you were talking about, and she thinks it's called The Bremen Town Musicians. Yes! <laughs> Way to go, Illy from Estonia! Yes! yes. <laughs> where, where is Estonia? I'm not sure where Estonia Where's is. Estonia? Where's Estonia? She'll know. It was a part of USSR uh, before we split. It's a... Uh... Baltic. Go to go to Poland and take a left. It's a Baltic country. <laughs> Estonia, Latvia, and Litva. Three countries which uh, Russia just joined. Uh, join uh, the um, the whole part. We uh, we didn't even ask their permission. We just connected to USSR. Right now we are free. Now we belong to European Union, and we have different life. That's so cool. Now, Alga, and that she knew it, the Bremen Town musicians. Well, How cool. They're Russian, they know. Alga, uh, uh, do you think that Russia had anything to do with Donald Trump's election? Guys, I'm saying that's a TV show. <laughs> you know, like before they were saying, blame Canada. Now it's like, blame Russians. I mean, Drama. Maybe, maybe yes, maybe not, but I'm not sure. Like my brothers, he's really like for Putin, and he said you should choose Trump. Go vote. My brother from Russia telling me I have to go vote for Trump, and I said just leave me alone. And then now they don't like Trump. They scared of him, and he said we don't like him. I said you choose him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's a lot of people that chose Trump change their minds after a while. I, I don't get ever in politics. I don't give my opinion. When people ask me, who did you vote for? I say Betty Davis. And then I realize that she was dead. But, you know, and that answer sort of says, like, you know, go screw yourself because you lose a lot of people. If I say I like Trump, I lose all the Democrats. If I say I like I hate Trump, I lose all the Republicans. And my opinion really doesn't amount to a pile of beans. So why give it? You know, if I could change the world by my opinion, I would. But it's pointless. So all these people that are running around Democrats, Republicans fighting each other, hating each other, like venomously. It's stupid because you're not getting anywhere. It doesn't make any. What you think Trump gives a damn about if you like him or hate him? He don't care. Yeah, absolutely. He he, he, he marches on. Go ahead. No, it's like the it, but it's the overall attitude. Like you know, Trump and Sessions, that crazy fucker Sessions. His attitude toward drugs or gays and uh, LBG community. I mean, that stuff. I. I'm like you. I'm just going to live my life and be happy, but I'm going to be as subversive as I fucking can to fight that kind of stuff on a level that doesn't uh, interfere with my happy life. You know? There you go. Well, I have to tell as a story I've never told, but my uh, partner of 46 years who has died from can pancreatic cancer had a company called uh, Design... What the hell was it? Wall Illusion or some crap. And he did all the elevators in Trump Tower when it was being built. He put the fake wood up. He bought it from Africa and they seamed it. And blah, blah. So he knew Trump's wife then, the first one, whatever her name was. And uh, he said that... Uh, he Trump had gay people all over the place. Their chef was gay and the interior designer was gay. And Trump and his wife were very nice to gay people. And also his wife was a top model. So she had fairies in the house all the time because, you know, when you model. So I don't know if that Trump dislikes gay people at all. I just think that Trump has to do what Pence says. And Pence is a born again wacko Christian. Yeah. And, you know, the Christian people, they hate everybody but themselves. They love themselves because they're all a bunch of ex-drug addicts, gays, whores, and crap. <laughs> <laughs> that found Jesus, that found Jesus in no, I'm serious. I'm seriously. I had a family member. She was an adulteress. And now she won't even talk to me because she's a born again Christian. And I'm a gay guy. So, you know, she forgot that she was an adulteress. So Christians of that kind um, influence uh, Washington. And don't forget, Trump has a lot of Christians that have voted for him. So he's going to play the Christian card big time. Oh, yeah. Frankly, I don't think he's got a religious bone in his body because he's too busy. He does. His him. religion is he, him. No, his religion, <laughs> his religion is grabbing cunt. I mean, you know. <laughs> his religion is him, though. Yeah, so, the, the good news is he's going to die, hopefully sooner than later. Well, no, that, that I don't wish on anybody. I think that's... Well, like we're all going to die, so... Yeah, I know, but to wish somebody... You no, know, in Italian, we can say, Cespudinari ritornari in faccia. If you spit in the air, the wind blows it back in your face. Right? Right. Right, right, Olga? You understood that? You understand Italian? Yeah, oh, you, yeah we say don't spit in your uh, water well because you're going to drink from... Okay. Oh, my God, that's a good yeah. one, too. Yeah, well, ours is don't spit in the air because the wind will blow it back. So you got to be careful what you say. Don't pee against the uh, air. <clears throat> pee against the air. Oh, yeah, because right. the pee will come back all over you. Right. Uh, that's happened to us. <laughs>
No, seriously. Sometimes we're driving long distances and I have to pee. I say, Jimmy, stop the car. I get out and I'm peeing and the goddamn wind comes up from the hill and the pee is all over me, the car. And then he yells, you peed on my car. I said, what about my pants? You don't care that I peed myself. So, you know, it's it's really getting old is no fucking joy. Golden years, my ass is the golden years. You, you pee every two minutes. It's horrible. I, love I swear. It. I told Jimmy I want to drill a hole in the floor of the car, put a pipe. And put the pipe in the car. So when I have to pee, I put my wang in the pipe and I pee and it goes in the street. Whereas we're driving. But Jimmy didn't think that was a good idea. It's not good because if everybody did that, the streets, the streets would be terrible and gross. I know, and- but what relief us old guys would have. <laughs> Ron, I will not tell you there is a very good natural uh, remedy. Um, we just did it together with my husband. And I'll tell you, because um, I'm like almost your age too. In, uh, no, you're not. Yes, I'm, I am. I'm 78. Where are you? You're I'm, nowhere near. Oh, I'm 62. That's a long way from 78. <laughs> God, I'm here. Anyway. I, I could be your grandpa. Anyway, listen, she's going to give you a hint. I want to take what you're saying. I'm going to take it. We tried a very strong natural cleanser, which is called Combo. This is a poison of a Amazonian frog. And we uh, put uh, this frog on a little wound. We uh, burn your skin, make a wound, and put this uh, little piece of uh, poison on your skin. And what it does, it cleans um, the... It's uh, con- constricting all the vessels, including the lymphatic system, all your organs, liver, pancreas, everything. You become so clean, come out of your... You even don't get up at night to the bathroom anymore because it's how your kidneys clean. Your urine become crispy clear like you just was born. You can't believe what's the benefits. Uh, it's really good stuff. And it's legal. It's not psychedelic. It's right now all over. In a place where you live, they do it like every Monday in a, fo- in a park, national park. People get together, 15, 20 people, and they perform. There is a combo association in California. It's official, you know, and it's extremely powerful. It's like, you know, we have, uh, when we get aged, you think, oh, I want my head on new body. That's what it is. You do this procedure, you wake up in the morning, and you'll say, what the hell happened? Because you have different energy different mind different speed you're not cloudy you're completely straight and it cleans everything it's like squishing you like this like this like this it's very hard procedure but it lasts only 15 minutes and you're done you're done and how often do you have to and do then it what happens after you're done you that's it you, you're like a newborn you'll become like so Until, uh, and then how long before you're clogged and filthy again Depends on what you eat and drink. Depends what's your diet and everything. This, so I've had chronic fatigue for seven, eight years. One treatment, and that's been gone now for three weeks. Like complete, it's fucking weird, right? I have. So where, where do I find this friggin' frog to cut it open? Here, we'll set you up. For <laughs> yeah, we'll up We can set it up, but you can uh, type on the search. You can Google it. It's called Combo. K-A-M-B-O. In the uh, L.A. area where you live, it's everywhere. It's okay, everywhere. Te- text text it to me because we, we, okay. we have That's nothing funny. to write. 
you guys please? combo k-a-m-b-o we'll look it up remember that yeah. well I'll look it up you're gonna be like a newborn newborn and all your functions all your organs all your physicality all your energy gonna just re be reboot from zero does, does, it go does it give you like a facelift or anything <laughs> bigger your dick gets bigger. Oh, I don't need that. Oh, actually, in the chat room, they're saying if if Ron did the pipe thing in the car, it's gonna have to be a really big pipe. And uh, and Billy Hess just said, like, when you pee on yourself, it's just like having a golden shower. No big deal. There you go. <laughs> Wait a second. Billy's coming on next. Oh, Billy, you're in trouble. Wait till I get you, Bill, and I expose your penella. Wait. Billy Hess is supposed to have a very big wang. So we're going to play with <laughs> Billy Hess's wang when he comes on. We're going to torture him. Yeah, fun. <laughs> well, you know, if, if his wang is that big, then he could stick it up his own ass and go fuck himself as far as <laughs> <laughs> so let's go anyway what vulgarity let's on go to your art real quick because I, uh, I i love these two i can't wait to see you guys i really can't go to studioolga.com you guys and look at her artwork <laughs> and you're doing a show right in in la i mean no in, in new york yes we do in february, in february we're gonna do the show in new york and uh revolution tour together and i uh, like the uh, fact i'm not gonna exhibit myself in a regular gallery because a regular gallery don't want to accept me. They want me to paint flowers, horses, landscapes, and fruits. Happy children. And happy children. When I come with my crazy stuff, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. So I was doing uh, shows in California here in Monterey for years. And I had to exhibit portraits because I'm really good portrait painter. I painted like close to 1,000 portraits for 15 years and I was exhibiting portraits of local people. I basically paint the whole Monterey Peninsula and I was putting my crazy stuff between, between like one, two, next year, more, next year, more. And one day we changed the gallery director and she said, you know, Olga, next time I want to only crazy stuff. I'm like, yeah, took me seven years. But wait a minute. What what do you consider crazy stuff? Like, who do you compare yourself to your artwork? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, you got to have a style similar no, to, no. like Picasso, Picasso. Nobody. No, P Picasso, no. Uh, the thing is, uh, since first time I thought about myself being an artist, I already had an image in my head. I had it. I knew what I'm going to paint. I knew how. And when I went to different teachers, different schools, they were saying, nobody paints like this. You can't paint like that. You know, no, 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 no. And I said, whoa. So nobody really could teach me what I want except one guy. When I told him exactly what I want, he created my style. He showed me how to achieve it. He, he taught me how to prepare surface, what, what paint do you use, everything. I even didn't realize he did it for me uh, in this uh, way. When he died after two years, I was like, oh, my God, because it started popping out of my head. You know, when you're learning, you have, you're struggling, struggling. To the point you're uncomfortable what you do. Now I have joy because all the knowledge concentrated in my head, everything. I was with him 12 years, and now it's like he's, Come back, staying dead behind my, and just, Olga, Olga. There you, you go. know, he very well could be. Do you believe in that? 
I do. I do. I, do. I, I believe do. that if the dead people can, they help us. And I painted his portrait uh, when he was alive. Now I put it right on the right side of my desk. And it's such a, it looks just like him, especially when you look at his eyes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, stop looking at me. <laughs> That's very Halloween. Ron Valine's that, too. I believe that fully. Um, you know, Sal G. George, who I was with for 46 years, my first uh, love affair, my first love uh, always said to me as he was dying that he would never leave me. He said, I want you to know if I can in any way, I will be with you forever. And his ashes are still in our house in the box. I will never part with them until my day comes. And then they'll burn me and put me with him. And then they'll burn Jimmy and put Jimmy in with the... the so we'll have our first threesome. <laughs> Jimmy's not very excited about Jimmy Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> he always says though that I like like I'm very much like that. His, his Sal first husband. sent Jimmy. Jimmy could be Sal's twin brother, not looking, but personality. Uh, the way Jimmy is towards me is exactly how Sal was. Every nuance, everything. I mean, the kindness, the gentleness, the sweetness, the devoted. I mean, he's just Sal come back. And I think Sal had a lot to do with it because I was at a hit TV show in Palm Springs at a magnificent house with a swimming pool. Everything was beautiful. And I just threw it away, sold the house for nothing just to get out of here to move to Florida. And I didn't know why I was retiring and I was only like 60 something. So I wasn't about to retire. I had to go to Florida to meet Jimmy. That's where we met Florida. And then we're back. And then and now, now we're, we're back. We're back. So, da, da, that, da, da. so that was Sal's work. He said, you have to go to Florida. Yeah, how did you meet? On the beach? No, I was walking in the mall, and he walked up to me. And what did you say? I said, you're the hottest guy in the mall. No, you said you're the most gorgeous, gorgeous guy man in, in the, the mall, mall or something. And I said, get the fuck out of here. And I said, get the fuck out of here. And I kept walking. <laughs> I thought he was weird, you know, dressed crazy like he'd like a like your husband he was dressed like weird and <laughs> that's not my style i always went out with guys that looked ralph lauren you know very sophisticated suits you know elegant looking and he followed me to the whole mall and i thought okay i gotta knock this guy down because he's a nut and i don't need this wacko pulling out a knife and stabbing me i figured maybe he recognized me from my tv show and hated gay people you know you don't know what goes on in your mind when you're being stalked i went to bed <laughs> i went to bed Red breath and beyond to look for a duvet cover and i looked at the glass window down the escalator he's standing by the escalator i said oh this guy's gonna get a punch right in the face he's not gonna know it hit him i'm going down that escalator so i went down the escalator and he continued to follow me and i just left them all weeks later i was with a guy i was dating an actor called burton uh gazera gazera and we run into Jimmy in the mall again. And I thought, oh, here comes the nut job, the weirdo. And then he said to me, he had a radio show. And I said, oh, I have a television show. And then we were doing a production, and I asked him if he wanted to be in it, and that we were having the traditional spaghetti and meatball party at my house, which is the poor man's actor meal that we do for good luck. And he came, and forget about it. He didn't leave me alone. Burton was burning up mad. Because Jimmy was rubbing my head sitting next to me. I mean, he was just being totally terrible. After dinner, when we went to sit, I sat next to him real quick so his date couldn't sit next to him. And then I was rubbing his neck and doing all Burton this stuff. Was, and Burton was just burning up. On, but anyway. And then we did the production. Right. 
And then what did Burton say to you? We did the production, and he liked me because I, I I played a mortician. Oh yeah, he came dressed, and in so a booth, I was in a suit, a suit with, with a, a tie, tie and everything, looking you and know normal. He really looked good looking and sexy, and I thought, wow, this guy is not so bad if he doesn't look weird, you know. With the well, you know, he had it on dungarees where they sewed the underwear to look like it was really underwear, but it wasn't. So what man his age walks around a mall with underwear hanging out of ripped crotch jeans? Not somebody I want to be with. And I had earrings. And yeah, I mean, he just looked. He was Jim, a rocker. What about you in the mall? Did you live in the mall that time? No, I just liked the mall. I like to shop. No, he said he was cruising the mall constantly, picking up old no, men. No, I wasn't. But I do like It's a good place to pick up older gentlemen. Old men in the mall. Not old, older. <laughs> So anyway, after we did this event, we rehearsed it one day, and then we did it the next day for the people, for the guy who owns like Costco or something. And yeah, the CEO of Costco. And, and his boyfriend was in it too, Burton. The guy he was dating was also in it. And at the end of the night, Burton came up to me and said, I give up, you win. Oh, oh. But Burton and I are still good friends. They're still friends, but like Burton he was like, Burton make him happy. I give up. You win. And Burton <laughs> has met a terrific guy, so he's you know in a good relationship now too. But and we've been together ever since. Six years. And our six-year anniversary wedding anniversary was on Monday. Mm-hmm. You yeah, I like, love it. Yeah. Cheers. Happy anniversary. Thank Yay. you, God. How long are you two married? A long time, I remember. We married for eighteen years. Yes. Right. Yeah. Eight. Now, how did you meet him? I mean, looking like that, you had to really have balls to go up to him. Oh, yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah, I, she had balls. I catch him uh, on the uh, Internet. I was shopping for a boyfriend. I, uh, I stumbled on his photograph, and I was like, wow, look at those crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> but and, lovable. Uh, but so I, lovable. I look at his eyes, and... You know, because I'm a doctor, when I look at anyone, it's <laughs> diagnosis come immediate, comes immediately. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and, and, I, and I read uh, his uh, first sentence, his advertising. He said, I will I will meet 1,000, date 100, and marry one. I was like, what? <laughs> what the... <laughs> I was so pissed off. I wrote him, do I fit in your thousand? And sent him my photo. That was it. Yes. That and was I it. I said, yes, you do, for sure. <laughs> Let's make it you in a hundred. <laughs> but he uh, he didn't answer me like a regular, you know, <laughs> oh, you listen that. He wrote me a, a poetic letter, like almost like a son, you know. And I was very, very surprised. I was like, I have to see him. So I said, okay, dude, let's meet in this restaurant in a couple of days. <laughs> so you were the aggressive one. That was smart, though, to meet yeah. in a public place. I, I have to tell everybody that's watching or listening, uh, we have met these two wonderful people several times when they were performing in New York. So it's not like they're just uh, Skype people. And off camera, and when they got off the stage, we chatted, and they're really lovely, warm, uh, wonderful, terrific friends of ours. So that I had to tell you. And I feel that way, bitches. If you don't feel that way, I'm cutting off you right now. I'm going to shut the show down. I <laughs> <laughs> you guys. It's really we had, we, we're nice people. You're nice people. I really can't wait for you to come to the house. I re- and I'm going to cook, cook Italian food. Oh. Actually, eat a little Hebraic food. Okay. Oh, awesome. Because we, we cook in the house? Huh? 
Do you cook all the time, or Jimmy takes this? Into Jimmy no. does Jimmy can't burn anything. I mean, he can't I even, can't cook. He can't even burn toasty so bad. But uh, no, I cook all the time. I'm good with the microwave, but ours just broke. <laughs> ours did. Ours did too. Yeah, so and I removed the, the 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 microwave. There's nothing there, and Jimmy was preparing food, and I saw him turn around and get the plate to stick it in the microwave. And I said, "But Jimmy, it's not there." And he said, "Oh, <laughs> he didn't even." I don't know. even know how to heat he food up without know, a microwave. Wait, he didn't know the microwave was missing from the wall. I don't even know know how to like heat food up if it's not in the microwave. I only just use a microwave. <laughs> All he knows how to do is business, and he does that great, so I leave him alone. I don't do business. I'm an actor. I don't do business. Do you cook every day? Do you cook dinner every day? I don't like going out to the places Jimmy likes to go to. Like for our anniversary dinner, he took me to Walmart to Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) That was our anniversary big dinner. And I can't eat that crap because I get deathly ill. All my life, my grandmother, when I was young, my grandmother did not open a can. Everything was, she was European, Italian. Uh, and everything was fresh from the chicken market, from the vegetable store. So all my life I've eaten really well. And I don't buy crappy food. I buy the best. So my stomach is kind of like a Rolls Royce stomach. And when I go with Jimmy to these dumpy, crappy Burger Kings, McDonald's, all these junky stores. He, can't eat any, he doesn't eat any fast food. The, the grease and the hideousness. With I mean, you, Ronnie, no fast food. No, I never went. Jimmy brought. Uh, Jimmy introduced me to them. So I, I eat fast food and my stomach is fine. I eat really, really healthy food and my stomach is not fine. Right. So, so I'm exactly the opposite up. of him. I once went to White Castle when I was a young guy and I was throwing up out of my car window. So, did you ever eat White Castle? Oh, yeah. That's sort of the bottom of the barrel for. Well, yeah, well I you, love White Castle. Yeah. I, the taste is good, but oh, I can't. I eat it and I feel terrible in 10 minutes. Well, Sunday, we're having a little celebration for Jimmy's birthday, and we're inviting our closest of friends, and I'm making all the food that he likes. I'm making a great big meatloaf loaded with cheese and bacon, oh, and, ma- wait, wait, and macaroni and cheese, the, the kind you buy in the store full of preservatives, because he likes that. Uh, so it's going to be a, a And then meal. he's going to make a pasta for the regular people right. who likes But it's going to be a meal that paramedics will be outside waiting in case you need them. <laughs> If you get a, if your stents explode. Wait, wait, no. Do you eat fast food now? Do you eat any? Of course fast food? he does. He's not like, anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm controlling every step. No more fast food. Uh, this- okay, when you did eat fast food, what kind did you like? Well, the shit you eat, I bet. I gotta admit, like a couple of weeks ago, I had an In-N-Out burger. Those oh, I love In-N-Out. His favorite. He loves. We don't have that in Florida or Pennsylvania, so I love In-N-Out, and I, I love, love Chipotle. Chipotle's pretty good too, but it's really, uh, it's, you know, it's like a big bomb sits in my stomach when I eat it, but it tastes good. <laughs> you no, know, I like Chipotle in and out. Um, I like Burger King and McDonald's. No, but. I once went with my friend Arlene years ago to the Olive Garden, and I sat there and I was just like, bewildered by the the amount of food they served right so i ordered a salad and the waiter came over and he said would you like more olive oil and i said no but the motor oil is good you're putting on my salad because <laughs> it was motor oil i don't know where this oil came from but i know olive oil i know what olive oil tastes like this tasted like 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 when you smell a transmission fluid 
Yeah. Uh, horror. You know what I like too a lot? We had it last night is Blaze Pizza. Have you ever been to Blaze Pizza? Yeah, I've been reading about it. I, it's very, very good. They're not good. bad. That's pretty healthy because it's pizza dough, and I get it with fresh tomatoes and olives and basil. So it's really nice. It's not. And they only cook it for like a minute and a half. It's really good. Yeah, it's like it's, really it's, good pizza. When you come, how many days are you coming for? You're not coming just for one day. I wish we could put you up, but we can't because our dog kills people. And our daughters live here. Even when my daughters are out, you know, Shazam is a 130 pound bull mastiff mix uh, dog. And he was very abused. And he was a fighter dog in Miami. They used to have him fight. And obviously he didn't fight well. So they threw him in the street and uh, we adopted him. And he's wonderful. He kisses us and he's as gentle as a lamb. But God forbid my nephew comes, he wants to kill him. He's just so when mean. he stands up, he's as tall as I'm. I'm six foot. He's six feet tall. When and he's he like a up. lion. He's dangerous. And when we have parties, we have to muzzle him and keep him in a bedroom locked, which breaks my heart. Yeah. And all, all he does is whine and bark because he wants to come out and eat the people. <laughs> but, you know, that's not, that's not social. We have, a, we have the humongous pit bull um, female right now. And um, we, her name is Ave Maria. <laughs> Ave Maria Schubert, right? We are, we are Schubert. We're Schubert. Ave Maria Schubert. Ave Maria Schubert is our dog. She's uh, uh, with a huge face. <laughs> Ave Maria. You got to say Ave Maria before he kills you. Do you like, does she like bark when you guys are singing and stuff? Because that would be cool. She's really friendly. She's really friendly to people. We grew her up really, really. She doesn't even know she can eat human. She can eat me in one second, just boom, and I'm dead. She doesn't know she can do it. Well, I'm That's happy. Nice. I, I don't mind Shazam being the way he is because we've had some threats being the, the first gay married couple on TV. And a lot of people out there don't think that's proper. They think we should go back in the closet because we're degenerates. So we've had some people saying things that are frightening. And I know that we're in a gated community, which is safe. But also we have Shazam. If anyone dared come in this house. Yeah, they would. They would it. be torn. I mean, he's to like shred. really big. He would kill them. He's a killer dog. So yeah. we're not. So he's good for that reason. But bad uh, for guests. You know, it's terrible. I mean, Eileen is so terrified of him. She's afraid to come here. I said, don't worry about it. We'll muzzle him. We'll keep him in the garden. You know, we'll make sure that he doesn't eat you. I mean, because if he ever ate those tits, he'd be sick for a month. Billy Hess says that like, whenever <laughs> Billy Hess says that whenever he visits Eileen in Fire Island, she muzzles him and puts him in the closet. <laughs> yeah, because he's out to bite her tits. He's out to eat her tits, too. I mean, everybody wants to. Poor Eileen. Eileen, if you were flat-chested, you'd be such a bore. <laughs> she's not actually in the chat room at the moment. She's oh. actually interviewing Jan Birch. She says she'll be back in a minute. She oh, was okay. here. She just left a minute ago because she's interviewing our guest from last week, Jan Birch. Jimmy, oh. do you have your uh, anniversary ring? Can you show me? These are wedding rings. Well, these are our wedding rings. Hang on. Oh, wow. Matching. Oh, those are nice. Wow. Nice. Yes. We have matching wedding rings, and then we have, I don't have it on, but we have I matching have star stars. charms. We had these stars made with pave diamonds, and so we have matching stars and matching rings. So people say to me, is that a Jewish star? I say no, because I'm half Jewish, so therefore one prong is missing. So there's only five prongs instead of, what is it, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know. A Jewish star has how many uh, points? What do you know? The Russians hate Jews. Five. 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 You, hate, you hate Jewish people? Why? I'm half Jewish. 
Oh, good. You like me. We're half asses. Anyway, because I know a lot of people in Russia, they really just like the Russian Jews because the Russian Jews that came here tell stories about how they were victimized in Russia. Uh, like Hitler did. It was terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when, uh, when I grew up, uh, my dad was a um, very high-level communist um, administrator in a huge um, factory. We were doing rocket fuel. And it, I was one of maybe five Jews. Even my mom is Russian. My last name tells everything. So I was about nine years old, and uh, my classmates told me, that's my fault because Jewish people killed Jesus Christ. I was like, No, the Romans did. Jesus they were, uh, he was Romans did. The Romans, the Italian Romans killed Jesus. The Jews did not. So that was like, you can imagine how it was. Uh, it, it, it was good because you, you, you develop a stamina because everybody is speaking on you. As soon as you said your last name, Oh, you're a Jew. Yes, I am. Do you have problems with that? So you become a bully automatically, you know, and it's good. I like it. No, I never had a problem because I never discussed religion because I never had a religion. My father hated nuns, priests, rabbis, religion. My father said religion is ignorance. Ignorant people are religious people because they believe these fairy tale stories. Oh, yeah. And he said, he he was screwed up because his, his grandparents were Jewish and his father converted to marry a Christian woman and the, his his mother sent him to priest school. So here you send a Jew to priest school? That's kind of weird. No, take your glasses off for a second. Let's see your eyes. She, she said it was the eyes that did it. He has beautiful eyes. <laughs> yeah, but we can't see We can't it. see him. It's so dark. <laughs> there we go. Yay. All right. So listen up because we've got another guest we got to call. Oh, well, we'll talk to you when you come down. Yeah, we're going to see them anyway. First of all, you guys, check out Studio Olga. Olga Perry's art at StudioOlga.com. Follow Revolution on Twitter at Revolution Band. they got new music getting ready to come out. Um, you're going to see uh, we're going to be playing Weird Little Mind before we call our next guest so everybody can see the video for their uh, one of their latest singles. Weird Little Mind. They're fantastic. Look for new music from them coming soon. And what's the Revolution website? Revolutionband.com or Revolution.com? Revolution.com. And check out Revolution, you guys, by going to Revolution.com. We can't wait to actually see you guys again. It's going to be so much fun. Um, so definitely, definitely, and we're we'll looking forward we'll to it. We'll video a lot of that evening for you folks, and we'll put it on Facebook so you could see how we all intermix when we're crazy. <laughs> we could do an around the table with well, them we, and we're Eileen gonna do and an, We're going to do an around the table with you. Around the table with Ron and, and Jimmy. That's a, a little show that we do on the side with a lot of our friends. That's hysterically funny because everybody's been drinking and they're all open-minded. Like we had Sadie Katz. She's opened up the show. She said, I don't know why I fuck everybody I work with. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> she was puzzled. So we had that kind of crazy stuff that goes on. It's kind of intimate. So everybody knows what show people are like when they're together. Anyway, we'll pleasure, it, so. pleasure. You guys, thank you, you so much. We'll Kisses. talk to you soon. Love okay. you guys, and thank you so much, yeah. and have fun. Have a great afternoon. Bye, you guys. Real kisses, Bye. not Hollywood kisses. Bye. Kisses. Bye, sweetheart. Fabulous. Look at me. I look like an old Yenta with this thing on. I look like I look like uh, Irvana. No, I look like who? 
Zelda Ramrod in Miami. You gotta like love it. I'm dying. It's so cold already. What's doing with the air conditioning? So everybody, you can you can hear the Jimmy Star Show every week from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on the fabulous W4CY radio with the super talented Chad Murphy. Well, thank you. Yeah. You can also hear us on Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, Audioboom, Podomatic, iTunes, Apple TV, and Spreaker, and on television. You can see us on Vimeo, YouTube, and Roku, and very shortly we'll be on Comcast and Xfinity On Demand. It's a freaking mouthful. We're all over, and I hope we only do good by you. I hope you enjoy what we what we do. Absolutely. Um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to call Billy Hesp, and we're going to play some oh music my God, Billy while we're Hesp. doing that. Um, so here we go again, you guys. This is going to be Revolution, who Olga and and No, who we just had on. That's their band, and uh, the name of and the band is really Revolution. Good. This is a, their latest single. It's called Weird Little Mind. Chad, you got that? I do. All right, everybody, check out Weird Little Mind. We'll be back with Billy Hess. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it.
fellas. There you go. All right, Billy, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Uh-oh. No, the sound is all screwed up, Chad. What's happening? Something's playing. The, he's got the uh, radio show playing in the background. you got the radio show playing in the background, so stop playing the radio show in the background close, and just be on Skype. Close the player page that pop-ups. There's a player page at the pop-ups. There we go. How's Yay. That? Yay, good. Now we got you. Now we got you. All Yay right, everybody. Down. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, a man with many talents and also a phenomenal celebrity photographer, photographer, badass dude, Mr. Billy Hess. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Happy birthday, Jim. Thank you. And it was our anniversary, too. Ah, congratulations. Six How years. How many years again? Six. God bless you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on your award too, Jimmy. Thank you. Oh yeah, see, we forgot to tell everybody. Hey, everybody! I won the K Dub Country Music Awards 2018 Publicist of the Year. Wow! So that's two Publicist of the Year awards this year, both of them from Nashville. And uh, and I forgot to tell everybody. You were supposed to tell everybody. Well, I forgot. I'm old. <laughs> Anyway, Billy already knows us, you guys, because we used to hang out in New York all the time. But So he knows Ron already. But uh, say hi to Chad, the man behind the boards. Hello, Chad. How Billy are Hess. you? Billy Hells. Welcome back to the show. Good to have you again. Not only is Billy Hess known for being a fantastic photographer, but he's also known for his gigantic cock. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. So there, Eileen. What? Eileen keeps saying it. You know, she's Eileen loves to see everybody's wang. Yeah, so it's, it's like she's a size queen that broad. Yes, so yes. It's, she saw yours, too. You showed it to her in person. Of course. Yeah, I showed her mine in person. <laughs> you didn't show it to her in person. You showed it to her on Skype. <laughs> oh, wherever. But, I mean, everybody's, she loves to see everybody's wang. And she but then she, she showed me her boob, and it took, it was like, I needed CinemaScope. They're saying screen. super. <laughs> no, we're just a bunch of crazy friends that do silly shit like this. I mean, there's nothing sexual behind it, believe me. Right? So you guys can listen you up, see though. Us outside. You should see us when we're out, right, Ross? Oh, uh, I mean, when we're, we're, when we're, especially if we have a little bit of gummy bears and some wine, forget <laughs> it. I mean, we. I, I can't wait to come back to New York just to party with you fools. It's going to be fun. We have, we have People here don't party like we did. They're very reserved here. They're very uh, different than New Yorkers. The Californians, like, they faint from my mouth from things I say. They go like, ooh, ooh, pulls up their ass. I know. He, like, said fuck to, to our next-door neighbors, and they don't even talk to us anymore. They don't. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't say fuck to them. I used it in a sentence, you know, like, oh, some, I can't believe this fucking shit or something like that. You know, and the then the neighbors don't even, like, now they don't even talk to us. And when they see us out in public, they turn around. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like we're, we're like the slut whores of the neighborhood. <laughs> like us, like us. And we, and we love it. We love it. It's my you job know, to go out is to keep you out of trouble. That's my. That's the fun part. Yeah. Now listen to me. Now listen to me seriously. Now this is no bullshit. Before I torture you, the picture you took of Eileen is so fucking magnificent and beautiful. All the pictures you take are beautiful. You have an eye for people. You know how to bring out the most beautiful parts of people. So what is that all about? Camera, talent, you what? Tell me. It's feeling, it's actually feeling the photograph. I have to feel the photograph. When I look through the lens, I have to feel it. So when you see the photograph, you feel it. And Eileen's very photogenic, you know, and she's very photogenic. 
And she, to me, she's easy to shoot. You know, once you know the subject that you're shooting, it's easy. I have a lot of pictures of her, and she looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like when you take the picture. When you take a picture, she looks like 25, skinny, and, and like sexy and hot and gorgeous, which she is in real life, but not in film photos sometimes it's amazing it's amazing because she's my person like photographer because i look terrible in pictures and when she shoots them it's like i don't want anybody shoot me but eileen for some reason she has the same thing her well, father's a photographer i think so she has a good eye too well any pictures she's taken of me i look short fat and old so uh, i don't <laughs> take i never photographed well even when i was young you know my i was like 19 and had my headshots done uh, I did look like Tony Curtis, but sort of Tony Curtis after an airplane crash. Uh, it's all about the light, Ron. It's about the uh, light. You have to see the light when you look at it, when you're looking through the lens. It's all yeah, about well, maybe you'll uh, shoot me when I come to New York. and you I can would love to. Picture. I think you're very full of Janet. No, I'm not at all. Trust me, I'm not. Yeah, he is. He always looks uh, good. No, I don't look good in pictures. I always look like I'm in a coma. So if we should tell everybody, though, if you guys, if you, especially if you're in New York, but it doesn't matter because if you can pay to fly him anywhere, yeah. um, you can go to BillyHess.com and check out his work and hire him for whatever kinds of cool things you need a photographer for. And you can also follow him on Twitter at BillyHessPhotos, which we got to get him tweeting a little bit more. And everybody out there, you know I don't blow smoke up anyone's ass, as I always say, and I don't bullshit anybody. If Billy Hess was a lousy photographer, I talk about his big dick and that's it but if he, now if he's he, going to talk about both now wait a minute <laughs> if you really want a sensational headshot that's not uh what is it called uh, what are they that when they touch it up there's a new word for that not years ago it was called retouch now they call it some other shit do they call it retouch no it's that thing you push it automatically makes everybody blurry and young looking I like those apps yeah, yeah like that apps. crap. If you that that looks so corny. It's like everybody's shooting. Everybody that's on a phone has that app. It looks so fake. It's I don't it have that fake. app. I just put mine so up dirty if, wrinkles if and you, all. No, if you really want a good headshot for business, go to Billy Hess. I'm not lying to you. He will bring out your personality. He sort of brings out the inner spirit of you in the photograph. Like Eileen's photograph, I love it because she's smiling, but it's a delightful smile. It's not a Hollywood phony. And I I know Eileen. Jesus, do I know Eileen well? And it's absolutely Eileen in your photograph. You haven't seen yep. it when she's Mama Dearest, though. I got to get one of those shots. <laughs> well, you know, now, now, let me tell you about Billy Hess. He's married for how many years to Mark? 18. 18. Mark is probably one of the best hairstylists in New York. He's a Sutton Place hairstylist. I used to work in Sutton Place right down the block from where Mark worked. And I know... The quality of work you had to produce to be in that neighborhood. Greta Garbo came to our salon. I mean, I did Barbara Feldon, all the great people of our day. And Mark does them now. He just fl they, he was just flown into L.A. to do, what's her face, Connie Stevens' hair. I mean, she could have any hairdresser in L.A., great hairdresser. And she flew Mark in from L.A. So if ever you're in New York City, and he's not really that outrageously expensive like some of the jerks are in Beverly Hills. Actually, you guys can look. If you're watching the video, you see the poster in the background. Yeah. It says, Mark DeAlwis. Go to his salon. salon. What, is the, what does it say before salon? The VFV. This is, this is the original uh, original name of our salon was VFV because Mark took over VFV Salon. Oh, which, gotcha. That was, uh, and that, let me tell you something about that salon. The owner of that salon was the last assistant Vidal Sassoon and the only female that ever managed a salon in the 70s, so you know how that was. 
Yes. You know? I worked in the seventies in Sutton Place. So when so Mark I know. when so when Mark came from LA to this to New York City, when he walked through the door, she looked at him and said, I'm hiring him. I don't really care if he does hair or not. Because <laughs> he has that look, you know, but he you know, and it turned out that uh, you know, she had a lot of talent and uh at at the end of the day she was like a mother to him and, and actually turned over the salon to him when she retired. So Love it. He took it over from there. Uh, she's amazing. Another thing is like White Al Sassoon, she's a she did many of the haircuts that he took credit for because he would never let a woman take credit for any of his um any of his pictures. I, I knew him well, you know. Mm -hmm. Vidal Vidal's daughter went to school with my daughter. And I sat on a picnic blanket with he and his wife, and we ate chicken. And, of course, unfortunately, his daughter did commit suicide, which upset us terribly. But Vidal was a very, very um, charming, soft-spoken little man. And I could say my kid and his kid went to El Rodeo together with Angelina Jolie, by the way. Or was that or Deirdre or Leslie now? Wait, I'm confused. It was with Deirdre. <laughs> Or maybe Leslie, who remembers? It's with one of them. What do you know? What do you But know? I like Vidal. He's, and his wife, Beverly, was very nice. And one day I ran into her in the school, and I looked, and she didn't have on Sassoon jeans. And I said, why? She said, by the way, Ron, my husband did not design those jeans. Somebody else designed them and used the name Sassoon. She said, everybody tells you the same thing. You must get your jeans free, your Vidal Sassoon jeans. So I learned something. But Beverly was very beautiful and very nice. Um, they're, they're nice people. Well, his talent, Vidal Sassoon's talent of cutting hair is still to this day. They still have schools out to teach it. It's amazing. Well, I I used to do the look they're doing now. It was called the one side. I cut the Vidal Sassoon point here. I shingled the back, and the front was a big long piece that hung down to the chin, and it was cut at a diagonal. And that style was 1961, two, three, four, five, it's, and now it's, it's back. back. And it's back big, big it's time. Big yeah. time back. Now you just add some color to it, and you know. And Mark trained on her, her uh, with Vital Sassoon. So with his with his um, talent of what he knows, his style and Vital Sassoon, that's what makes him unique when he does hair. I Which, by the way, I tell you the truth. If I lived in New York, I would ask Mark, could I come in on Saturdays to do hair? I would love to do it again because I do the old retro looks. I know how to do the curls, all the cuts, all the Sassoon cuts. I did all of that for years, and it would be retro work. And I would enjoy it because I love talking to my customers and kidding around. And we used to do shows for them. Uh, like we did Baby uh, baby Jane one time. Frankie Monfort put me in a, in a chair and he pushed me out. And he had, a, <laughs> he had a bow in his hair and he kicked me and he threw me all over the floor because I was Joan Crawford. And these are Sutton. We had like Miss Rosen, who was the head of uh, the department store uh, that went out of business, uh, whatever it was called. Uh, came out. No, Corvettes. And we... Yeah, we had very VIP wealthy women in our salon, and they loved it. They used to go crazy they for do us. They do, too. So. And my boss, Gloria Gelman, would have a nervous breakdown. She'd say, boys, you can't do that. Stop, stop. And the customers would say, shut up, Gloria. So hold on. Let's go back. First of all, what's the website for the salon so people can look it up from around the world? It's www.markdelvis.com. So there we go. 
You can see it right back there, you guys. So M-A-R-K-D-E-A-L-W-I-S.com. You can also follow him on Instagram. He's starting to post a lot of stuff on Instagram uh, in the middle of cuts and doing different things. It's really cool following his Instagram. And, and, and he's also on Twitter, which I don't know what it is because he just started following me, and I haven't tweeted with him a whole lot. And I was lot. amazed at Mark's prices because, my God, in, in Beverly Hills, and Sutton Place is New York is Beverly Hills of California, by the way. So if you have a salon in Sutton Place, it's the ultimate place in all of New York boroughs and city to have a salon you cannot be crappy worker if you are in Sutton Place you have to be the best in the business Mark could certainly come to Beverly Hills and work Rodeo Drive in a second he probably but, used to because he said second, he came from but wait California wait a minute but his prices are like how do you know what his prices are because I spoke to Mark I spoke you're 100% right and I always raise, I do the business part of it and I'm always trying to raise the prices and he always doesn't want to raise the price. I don't want want my because he has some he has some clients that were well to do, but they lost their money through ABC or a divorce. So he feels bad for those clients, et cetera. So he doesn't he doesn't like to raise his prices. But I'm saying if you don't, they're going to stay because you're that good, and you're not, and you still like you're saying his prices are. You're getting high-end quality for not high-end prices. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm telling you, if I had my hair cut. By Mark in Beverly Hills, it would be anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred twenty dollars more than what Mark would charge me in New York City for the same haircut. I mean, he's not cheap. He's not a twenty-dollar cut and curl. Cut, cut, what is it called? Cut and curl that salon. But um, he's uh, he's well priced and his work is beautiful. So anybody traveling to New York City, do yourself a treat and go to Mark's salon um, and look him up, and you'll see his work. I don't even know if he could take you, probably not. He's probably booked completely, but I'm sure there's someone in his salon that can serve. Or there's you. a list and you get put on a list. We <laughs> <laughs> just Mark just hired finally, you know, it's, it's in New York City it's so hard to find talent. You know, that's what's that's that is the hardest part in the business. You know that, Ron, is getting the talent. Well, in my in my day we were taught had a cut color. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I was a corrective colorist who corrected everybody's botched up color job. I was famous for being the white blonder. That's what they they nicknamed me. Ron Russell. I wasn't Russell then, but anyway, I didn't use my movie name. I used my real name. And I was known for white blonding. Nobody could do white blonding like me because I had a formula that they don't know about. I used jet black velvet, Clairol's black velvet dye on white blondes okay wow. and they came out snow white sparkling you could see them a mile away it's a trick to the formula which i won't give out i'm going to teach mark that formula uh, we want to thank you can, B wait you could drab any bad bleach out with it i want to thank b claudia from germany too who is putting in links to all the websites so she's got mark dollwist.com yeah. and billyhess.com in there yeah. thank you so much everybody Thanks. wants to go see him he's fabulous and um, and when we come to New York, we're going to shoot from your salon. And that's where they're doing the show. Well, wait a second. I'm going to knock out a head. I'll set the head before dry it, and then I'll do the comb out on the air. And I will do an authentic mid-century hairdo. Not like the crap they do today. They try to copy it. It looks like a bunch of sausages on the head or weirdness. Bagels. Bagels and sausages. I will show them what a real 1965. Two, three, four, five hairdoers. That would be fun. Let's yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Let's and I, do I still do them. I still do them. You know, I did, what's the name? Uh, my good friend, um, 
Tara, uh, Taya Gill from, remember Taya Clear's Gill? Folks. She was Queens, in Claire's Folk. She played the lesbian. And I did Taya's hair a couple of times, and she said, give me one original one. And we went to a big, big event, a major ball in gowns. I was the Duke of Palm Springs, and she was my duchess. And when she walked out, everybody went, oh, my God, your hair is gorgeous they never saw such a thing and i said what are you kidding every jew in forest hills wore this hairdo i mean it was like the, the badge you know the, the thing every yenta bitch was saying give me the hairdo barbara streisand i want the look and i did so let's switch this conversation since mark's not here we'll have to bring him back and let's go back to billy billy is mark's husband and he's a fabulous photographer and lately because i follow your instagram also like you got pictures with Boy George. You're taking photos at Boy George concerts and Dr. Dre and the guy from the Thompson Twins I saw and the B-52s and who? And Adamant. Yes. That was fun. That was a fun show. I mean, I was the Boy George was actually an accident shooting him. What happened was I was sh shooting the B-52s. I'm friends with Fred, uh, the lead singer of the B-52s. And uh, Eileen was doing an interview View for of him planning an interview, so I said, "Let me come shoot the show." So when I shot the show, Boy George's photographer didn't show up. So they so they talked to Eileen and says, "Is he a friend of yours?" And he goes, "Yeah, can he, I need him to shoot this show?" So he took me backstage. He goes and to introduce uh, me to Boy George's manager, PK, and PK is the wife. Uh, I mean, the husband of uh, the wife of Beverly Hills, uh, wives of Beverly Hills. And okay. I'm not a, stuff, a starstruck person, so I really don't know who's who. Anyhow, even when I shoot sometimes, I always have to ask, I mean, who's that? She'll go, you don't know who that is, <laughs> you know? So I go back there and goes, okay, do you know who PK is? I said, no. He says, well, here's what we need. You need just, and here's what Boy George don't want. Here's what he wants. Can you do it? I said, sure, he did it. So at the end, we were backstage and, and showed him the pictures, and he said, I nailed it. So now... Now, whenever he's in New York, I'll get to shoot a show. So I was really excited about it. He's one of my favorite entertainers, so it was really a thrill. Absolutely. It's super I'm exactly cool. exactly like you. Jimmy has people coming on from nowadays. I have no idea who they are. But if he said he's got a movie star from 1940, I could tell you how many pubic hairs she's got on her crotch. That's how much I know about 1940. <laughs> it's so funny, though, with Eileen, because Eileen knows them if they're musicians. But if they're, like, in a TV show, she has no idea. Or if they're in... She'll call me up and she'll be like, who's Steve Carell? And who's like all these like A-list, you know, $20 million picture people. And I'll be like, yeah, you want to interview that one? <laughs> I see the same thing when it comes to hip hop artists and stuff like that. You know, and we had the, the biggest, the funnest event we ever did was Yo! MTV Raps in Barclay Center. And she interviewed everybody backstage and I shot the pictures. I was in a pit. I got. To, I had an all-access pass. So I ran into the pit. She's calling me backstage. We have to do flavor, flavor. You have to do this. It was one of the funnest times we ever had uh, shooting uh, the hip hops. Uh, Is flavor, flavor, pretty cool. Like, I, like I've. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, I, I think he would be a blast to meet. He's, you know, in, he's in California. We're going to go out to interview. You should come with us. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Wait a minute. Listen, November 4th, we're doing a dinner party for Eileen. Wouldn't it be nice if you and Mark flew out? We can't put you up because of our killer dog, and we don't have an extra bedroom, or I certainly would. I mean, I, I love house guests. But if you guys want to come out and be with us, it's going to be a blast. We're having a I lot of... I thought she was coming in the beginning of December. No. What, what date did I say? November 4th. 
Now you got me confused. No, I think she's coming November 4th. Oh, I don't know. Because the 5th, we're going to Danae's thing for Mer- Mer- No, she's Mer- not coming then. She's coming in December because she's going to see Noah and, and yeah, Olga. that's November 4th. No, it's December. The first week of December. Because she's going to come and try Billy, and- Billy, ask her when that bitch is coming out. <laughs> and then hook a ride. She asked to come out. I said, we, we were going to surprise you and come out. So don't surprise us. I want you. I like anticipation. I hate surprises. <laughs> we missed you in L.A. last time. We missed you. You know. Yes, we missed in L.A. and Why? I told her, Why I, did we miss? Because we were in Las Vegas for that Las Vegas weekend. Oh, that's But we want you guys to come out, and I was hoping that she comes. I, I think that there's going to be a red carpet premiere for, like, the new horror flash flick oh. uh, Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah. I'm a horror fanatic. I love when you... Well, you could shoot the whole red carpet. Oh, well, they're, they're, I think they're going to do a red carpet at the Chinese Theater on, on November, uh, December 1st, So, Billy, 1st, you got to be there shooting everybody. It's and very... So, Getty is there shooting. All the, all, the, all, the, uh, all the big... All the a lot biggies. of the big horror stars will be there, like oh, Sid Haig and Caroline Williams. She's yeah, my client. mostly all the big photographers. Getty will definitely be there. We love when Getty Charles shoots Charles Fleischer's us. in the film. There's a lot of really good people in it. And then we'll party. We love these. Like uh, that's one thing I have to say about about living here. Like because we we go to like two or, two or three great red carpets every month, you know, and get to meet all the and cool if, people. And it's a, a lot of fun. And if we could, we're invited to like a million. We could be out every single night of the week practically, and weekends living here. We're invited to so many things that we have to decline because it's too much. It's, we can't. And we live two hours from L.A. Plus, we write now for these friggin' syndications, which I'm not going to write anymore for the Celebrity Cafe. It's too much work. you got to know how to spell. you got to know where to put commas. I don't know any of that shit. He doesn't do any of that anyway. I do all yeah. that. Jimmy goes, I fix, I fix. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm an actor. Leave me alone. I do this TV show for free. And, uh, you know, he doesn't pay me. Yeah. I don't get paid for it either. Yeah, I know, but if you got paid, would you pay me? No. So fuck you. See what I mean? <laughs> right. We're going out to hey, do wait. Bibliotical too in Vegas. Excuse me. If I, my, that's a big deal. Are you going to actually get to interview? Is she going to get to interview him? Yes, she's going to interview him. I'm going to shoot ho, him. Ho, 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 ho. Billy ho. Idol. No He's, way. She's getting Billy Idol? Yeah. And we have something in common, me and Billy Idol. I, we're big Elvis fanatics. And um, we got a, I got a special gift for him. Uh, an Elvis memorabilia that he's gonna love. Do you think? Do you think I could shoot some film while you guys are working? I would be great if we could. It's so you know, you never know. You know, when you're doing those events, because sometimes you know, depending on the artist, sometimes they could. Well, maybe they they say managers that are the pain in the asses. The celebrities say yes to everything. It's the you know, managers. The PR people could, you know, it all depends. You got so many people to deal with, you know. I'd like to shoot some footage and use it on our show as a PR form. He wouldn't mind the publicity. I mean, come uh, on. They'd go- have to organize it ahead of time because I'm not driving four hours to fucking Las Vegas unless we could do it. <laughs> Why? We, would, we would be with Billy and Eileen. I know. It doesn't mean you're going to get in a lot of times. I've gone to lots of events where we do a lot of people, but they only let the, the one or two main people in and the rest of the people sit outside. So it would have to be like organized. But we can find out. That's something we don't have to talk about here on the air. We're going to arrange And we're going to do uh, Cindy Lauper. I just got the call. We're doing that in New York City in uh, December. So we're doing her. And that's another one of my favorites. So gonna- I, I love fabulous. her, too. I think Eileen's interviewed her, too, like 10 or 11 yeah. times. She's fabulous. Please, please ask her to do our show. I'd love to have her as a guest. No, Cindy Lauper is one that I want. I think I once contacted her for something, and she agreed years ago when I had my other show, Set the Record Straight. We were doing a rock thing. I, I don't anyway, know. we should contact her. I think she would do it. 
Yeah, she's a crazy broad. All you have to do she's is like fun, contact her on her. She's a fun broad. She's got a wild sense of humor. She'd love our show. You're going to have um, Jolie Fisher on your show, right? Next week. She's yeah. next week. Thank she's, you, Billy. She's Thank a you. lot of fun, let me tell you. That's Thank Scott you. daughter. And we had the pleasure. And, to and Eddie Fisher's daughter. Yes. And we had and we had the pleasure that she invited us to Connie's 80th birthday. And let me tell you, 80 years old, you wouldn't think she's 80 years old. She was sitting down with Mark on the couch and watching because you know, everybody was singing. Her whole family is very talented. So her family was singing songs. And she goes over to Mark and goes, you know what? I should have invited more boys to this party. <laughs> she's, she's right. No, I, she's I've so, seen Connie Stevens. She's, she's so amazing. And so she woke up in the morning and the first thing she asked the people in the house was, where's Mark? <laughs> she, uh, Yay! She needs a comb out. She loves Mark. It's like, everybody loves Mark. You know? I've, I've so seen cool. her around town. Actually, they all love you too, Billy. Oh, no. You guys are just different. You're like more loud and you're more like Ron. Yes, like loud, loud. No, we're not loud. We're alive. We're okay. Alive. We stay alive, right, Ron? We're full of energy. We love the world. We show the world how happy we are. We're not like you, a wasp, a, a friggin' wasp, guyish a thing from Palm Beach Island, <laughs> who was raised by a polar possessed father who used to call gay people, you know what? Oh, he's a gay. This is true. He's a gay. And oh, he doesn't like garlic. No. He, <laughs> he, said to, he, he said to me once, oh, I know this person, and he's a gay. I thought, oh, he's a gay. Actually, too, like, Ron was going to cook dinner. We were staying, taking, kind of helping take care of my dad uh, in, what in a his trip later that life. Was. And so Ron was said, I'm going to cook a great Italian meal for you. Which I do well. And he's a good Italian cook. He's Italian. So he cooked gar what was Hebraic, garlic and, and olive oil. No, I was sautéing garlic and olive oil, and the old man had all glass windows around his house. It's on the ocean in Palm Beach. So he opened up every single he's window. He's like, what is that smell? And the ocean winds are blowing in. Everything is blowing around the house to get rid of the garlic smell. He said that's the most disgusting smell he's ever had smelt. So I never cooked for him again. Fuck you, I said. Stop. <laughs> Die, you old bag. He likes to eat like Costco frozen like hamburgers and right. shit. <laughs> it was like die and leave Jimmy your millions. What do I care? <laughs> it was I terrible. Now, now I'm like diabetic. So now it's like my pasta. I have to watch. I'm like, I'm ready to die. Um, we would have a problem because we love that. We love we love pasta. Just check oh, your please. insulin. Check your blood. Check your insulin. Be very careful about it. I lost my cousin, Bertha, who I love to diabetes. It's a dangerous. When we were in New York. It's a dangerous, dangerous uh, problem to have. So just keep your insulin levels nice and you'll live to be 100 with no problem. My cousin, she had a... Yeah, we a, don't want you going anywhere. No, my cousin, she would eat like 17 cakes and think because she shot insulin, it was okay. No. No. You don't do that. And shoot your insulin before you eat. So it works on what you eat. A lot of jerks say shoot it after. No, don't never shoot it after. Anyway, take care. It's, it's, it's a very controllable uh, problem. But the doctor said I still could have my tequila, so I'm good. Just don't add no sweet sodas in it. <laughs> you like tequila? We have friends here. Oh, my God. Here we have drink, a lot of friends here who drink, drink tequila, that too. drink shit. It's like poison. How could you drink that? I love tequila. Keeps, it's a, it keeps me up. It's, it's, it's yeah, not well, uh, have a vodka. I mean, I drink vodka. That yeah. keeps me up. First of all, I love the glass on your jacket. And uh, do you really like Batman? Like, I love Batman. Yes, I, love I have that. a I have a four foot tall classic Batman, and you push his 
you push the button and it shoots the bat the bat light up onto the wall. <laughs> and I have got to say that your jacket Jimmy Starr was designing 20 years ago. Yeah, I used to make Jimmy stuff like so that. Jimmy was so far ahead of style. All I the, dressed out in John and Madonna and all kinds of people in my who's jack, wacky stuff who's like that back in the that? day. Who did that jacket? Who? Who did this? Sam Stevens did this jacket. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looks fabulous a, that on was a you. Low blow. That <laughs> looks fabulous on you. It's fabulous. Don't. I'm not saying a word. Hey. <laughs> anyway, it does. It looks fabulous on you. It literally looks good. Did he really do the jacket? Yeah, he really does. He really does the jackets. Oh, so she sews too? No, he just do does them. I think he should do this for a living. It's he does amazing work. And he makes it individual to people, too. You know, like, different things. Very nice. I like it. You must compliment him and say, I said so when you see him. I will, definitely. But mm. anyhow. <laughs> Jimmy squeezing my leg to shut up. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about him. Nothing at all. What was his name again? <laughs> anyway. No, it is really cool, and I love Batman. I like the jacket. Please tell him I, I admired his work. It's very, very nice. I love it. So, okay. So, what do we got coming up that we we got like uh, two minutes? What do you got coming up that you're going to that that we want to tell everybody about? Well, we got we got Jolie Fisher's show below uh, fifty four. I love that club. That's a fabulous club. I love that. I remember when I first went in it, and I haven't been. To, you know, the days of Studio fifty four. I guess I'm really telling my age was, you know, no club was ever like that club. No, you couldn't possibly have gone to 54. Yes, I did. Yes, I have. You had to be 12. No. Anyhow. <laughs> no, I, went, no, I, went, I went to Studio 54 and I was in my 30s. So. No, I went in and, and at the end of it. But, oh, yeah. the end. I was there. Jack, like, almost Jack, just before Steve and us uh, lost it. Right. No, it was I, was there, pretty I was there like the week after it opened. Actually, we saw Melinda Doolittle at 54 yeah. Below, and it was fabulous. Fabulous club. Everybody should go. We have some beautiful clubs in Palm Springs when you guys come out, like Oscars and a couple of other great clubs. You know who's working at Oscars? Gypsy, the famous drag queen Gypsy. Okay. You know who she is? She's been around 100 years. She's the oldest drag queen alive, and she hosts that club. But we have a lot of nice uh, nightclubs. We have um, AJ's, which is fabulous, uh, and also Melvin's, which is the world-famous Melvin's. And they have jazz and great performance. Hold on. What else do you got? We got one minute. What other things you got? You got anything else besides the, besides the fabulous Jolie Fisher at 54 Below? We have, well, we have Billy Idol coming. We have a few things. We have a few things in the hopper. So, you know, right I now. I love it. Your summer's over, so I can stop playing in Fire Island and get back to work, you know? There you go. <laughs> Where Eileen locks me in the bedroom. And that so I can, uh, locks I you in the bedroom. So eat anybody. Uh, yeah, so she does. <laughs> so he doesn't eat anybody. Or flash himself someplace. All right, everybody. So this is Billy Hess. You guys follow him on Twitter at Billy Hess Photos. What are you on Instagram? Billy Hess Photos or Billy Hess? Hess Photos. Billy Hess Photos. You guys. It's his website's BillyHess.com. Also go to uh, MarkToAlways.com and uh, check out the salon. We want to thank you for coming on the show because we're out of time. Eileen Shapiro. What about yes. Eileen? Well, Eileen doesn't have a website, but uh, follow Eileen on Twitter at Eileen Shapiro Three. She's fabulous. Fo follow Eileen. All men do. Yes, that's right. Follow Eileen. Everybody does. And uh, Billy, it's such a great pleasure to see you. Please give our give our coming down to see you. Absolutely, and give call, our love to the, Mark. The minute you get into LA, give us a call. No, let us know ahead of time. 
Well, like, yeah, but so we know let, let me know when you arrive. Because these fucking okay, people, they say they're coming, they never come. <laughs> Give our love to Mark, all right? Yes, Bye. love to Mark. All right, everybody, Bye, thanks so much. We got a great show for you guys next week. We want to thank you for tuning in this weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park